Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, true believers. This is Stan Lee, and I want to be sure to see you at my Los Angeles Super Comic Con on October 28th to 30th. And be sure to use code MELTDOWN for 12% off your tickets. Excelsior! Hey guys and gals, thanks for coming to our show. Here's some things we want you to know. Attention, Meltcasters! Mention Meltcast inside Meltdown Comics and any variant cover is reduced to $5. Follow through with this exclusive deal today. For those of you looking to join Loot Crate, we have a special promo code for this our very podcast. If you go to lootcrate.com backslash meltcast, use the promo code meltcast3, and that will get you the promotion that is most current for Loot Crate. Check it out, lootcrate.com. Can I ask a question? What's a cuck? Are you asking for real or no, no, you just have to? I just wanted to say cuck. I why? Do you know what a cuck is? No, I don't. A cuck, apparent from what I've from what I've uh You know what? that's so funny because Todd asked the same thing the other day. Oh really? Yeah. I think a cuck is a cuck hold. It's short term no, short from what I was explaining. Oh you know go. Well yeah, let me thing. explain. I'm just, but I'm gonna tell you right I'm gonna now. let you You're finish wrong. but a cuck okay. Well, then I don't want to explain that. Do it. You didn't have the greatest album. A cuckold is a a cuck is a cuckold. Okay. So uh, I'm not even totally sure what a cuckold is. I know a cuckold is like when I feel like it's a a family breaker. What's it called? Family ruiner. Uh, Home wrecker. Home wrecker. You're so off, dude. Okay, fine then. Yeah, you're. Uh, Let's not include this part. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. no. It's in. You made this bad. People have to know. Is this because of the tweets? I just see it a lot. and tweets from comedians. Uh, well, no, but there was yeah because uh, like some somebody, some Trump supporter was tweeting at people saying like "You're a cuck, you cuck," <laughs> well, and was being super fucking weird. Um, but I know cuckold mm-hmm. you know, to be cuckolded is when uh, you know your your significant other is has cheated on you behind your back. Oh, so I, that, that's right. No, then what does cuckolded mean? It means when. You're henpecked. Let's uh, let's not use more terms we don't understand to explain a term we don't this understand. Is, I it's just like <laughs> it's the three of us being like we have a general knowledge. <laughs> we have right? the internet. We, we have just it. refuse but, to use. Yeah, it. we're not. No, no. I always took that as um, um, it's usually only applied to like a man who is um, Hung. trying. No, dude. No. That's cockhold, and that's a different thing. <laughs> no, it's it's when a man um, will not stand up for himself, and his wife is too overbearing. 
is what I thought it meant. But now you two have confused me so much. Well, I, I think it's a Shakespearean it, term. I yeah, interpreted and I took an entire betrayed. semester of that. Show it shows to goes to show. What, but you that's so it was funny. Cheating? Yeah, because then the when someone explained to me what cuck was and Todd the other day when he asked, a cuck is somebody that likes <laughs> watching a fucking funny word. Uh, people have sex. No, oh, so it's been used as a what? What is it? Um, the noun is a husband of an adulteress, uh, often mm. regarded as an object of deseration. It's only a husband? Derision. It, that's, I believe so. So a wife can't yeah, be a Yeah, it's not a very... Yeah, see, it's not... That's so just It's, like, terrible, terrible for multiple either, reasons. Yeah. Mm. I always thought that it was, like... Uh, yeah, I thought it was, like, you're cuckolded. It's not terrible. I was L- Late old English from old French. Cuckolded. Um, the equivalent word. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, we're getting real deep in uh, Wikipedia. Um, Anyways. Okay, that's interesting. Right, that's that, not, that's, yeah, that shorthand on. Elizabethan term is resurfacing. Oh, not Shakespearean? Uh, well, I didn't get the it. definition right, so I might as well. Right. Um, I would like to point out that before we started recording, you're like, I don't understand why we're not recording right now. And now here we are recording. Yeah. About cuck, and you brought it up. I haven't been here for a while. Yeah, that's true. It's okay. We like having you back, and you can come back whenever the hell well, you I'm, want. I'm pretty much the host now, so I have to... Yeah. Yeah, you've dominated, Thanks. I would say, 85% of what was... Do you have a Toyota so, now? And you're just taking... No, I don't, but I'm I'm going to probably soon. Oh, you got a new car? What did you get? Um, I, I haven't gotten a new one yet. I'm using... Toyotas are the shit. Yeah. yeah, I think we're... Hey, they didn't pay us money, so... I know. We're pretty lukewarm about Toyotas yeah, here on Mocast 3.0. <laughs> Toyota can sponsor us. That'd be a big get. Um, yeah. But that... That also kind of reminds me. We saw 2001. We did. We did. We saw 2001 Space Odyssey. We saw a new print of it. Yes. Courtesy of Warner Brothers, which they don't have to pay me money. I will fucking say (laughs) yay, yay, yay forever. Um, That was awesome. Yeah. We saw that at the Egyptian. We talked about it on the last podcast. Seeing it the way it should be in 70 millimeter. Yeah. You were like selling it to me as we were on our way to the place. I was like, no, I get it. I get it. I saw Interstellar in 70. I saw. Uh, Interstellar sucks. Uh, what? Well, okay, well, take a flying leap into words. a pile of shit, Those like Aladdin words. style. Those are fighting words. No, no, no. Dude, no, no, no. it is look, for me. Look, you want to talk about the first act? Yeah, the first act is a mess of Interstellar. All wanna, of it is a mess. You want to talk about the third act? The third act is. Great. Third, okay, you know what? I agree with that. First yeah. act is a rushed mess. Third oh, act God. Is good. Second act not needed at the, fucking yep. all. Yes, yes, at all. Yeah, the, it, it was. It was. It was them being like, "Oh no, we can take it to natural locations." And it's like, well, if you just keep using Iceland or something that looks like Iceland, it's like all these planets look the same. Yeah, the yeah, I don't like. That's not very beautiful movie. So beautiful yeah, shot. I love it, it as a whole. Yeah, yeah. Great well, soundtrack. Great. Fucking yeah, great. It is. It is. Sound design. There's only been a few things that um, Aristotle sent me, and one of those few things was. Hans Zimmer's process of oh, doing yeah, Interstellar. Yeah. That was that was really great. But 2001 was awesome. There was a really good vibe. Everyone was super appreciative. And even the uh, guests, the two main oh, um, yeah, the actors, um, they, uh, they were there. And uh, they were commenting on like, wow, this is truly um, evidence of how much of a testament that film is because look at how young all of you are. And it was true. <laughs> there was a lot of really young people at this screening. Lots of, of, cucks. of, of, of Well, sure, yeah, just confuse the <laughs> listeners even more. Um, but yeah, I was, 
I don't. don't what did you take from this viewing? Because every viewing is a is a different one. Uh, I mean, I want to say the primary, the the major difference was that they were there, and also the right. uh, the Lazen show, which I still have to look up and go because there was a laser show after. Yeah, which there was a there was a um. What are fingers about? Oh, sorry. I was do- I was miming lasers. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought that was uh, like I gotta go and no, no, no. and I was yeah. waiting for your fingers to materialize into the amount of time, but you're just pointing. Um, yeah, the laser show was interesting. What, mm-hmm. what was the uh, group called? Laserium. Laserium. Yeah, yeah. That is such a lazy name. Well, no, no, they I mean, should be called laser. I, I thought you meant lazy in like a lazy, lazy descriptive <laughs> lays way. Um, no, they were. Anyways. It was it was interesting, but the yeah, I thought what I thought was great was. Um, they definitely were like Kubrick is as cool as you would think that he would. Yeah, but they were they were talking up how chill of a guy he must have been. That's really the point they were trying to drive home. The whole like obsession of like, oh, Kubrick's my number one director, and like I they were they were almost over those types of reactions. Yeah, um, and there was the one guy that just basically was talking about how he went to the premiere stoned. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, which is great. <laughs> um, and then they changed the po- like the poster to the shortly ultimate after. trip. Yeah, the because ultimate so many people trip. were doing drugs to go see it. The yeah. only time I watched that movie is when I was high, and uh, it's very that's a very sexual movie. Two thousand one. Yeah, I mean the ship looks like a dick. All the doors in the ship look like vaginas. Uh, it's all about recreation. It's all about procreation. Monkeys. Very sexual. Okay, uh, okay. but I, like, if if you want to say that there's like commentary on reproduction or like, uh, it's all very. Life, I mean, it's he, like, it's like egg, like the planet. I I saw it when I was high, but I know it's very sexual. <laughs> I, it's well, like all the symbolism okay. and all the like the ships and shit. Okay, and I wouldn't say I wouldn't say sexual as in like whatever current it, understanding of sexual like, is, but reproduction is about reproduction. It's like there's I'm not saying like it's sexual. Like yeah, I'm not saying like sexual. Like it's about you sex. can you can fucking jerk off to this shit, but more of like <laughs> it's very it's very like um, it's like an onion. It's no, layers. It, no, it does so have many layers. Shut Don't the shrek this up. up. Don't shrek it up. Shut the fuck up. Shrek it, Ralph. Oh. God, I lost uh, my train. It's okay. We well, get it. It's that's about- why, like, the first time I saw it, the mm-hmm. person I went to go see it with, uh, I was like, I <laughs> like love I that movie, <laughs> but I don't entirely get it. It's like, it's fine. That's exactly what he wanted. It's wanted you to interpret it exactly how you wanted yeah. to interpret it. Because we definitely... You, there's no wrong way to think of that movie. When, it, when we left, we talked about, like, okay, so it's it's almost impossible to not see that ending and go, like, all right, what do you think he was really trying to do? It sounded like, Aristotle, you were like... He's but. he's he's doing the ultimate like lob like up for you to just kind of bat at it. Like like he didn't come into it with so much like like a determined this is exactly what it means. It's mm-hmm. like you you derive from mm-hmm. it what is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about how there might be like the idea that the star child is the the evolution of the next evolution of the, man. The next evolutionary step which what, having seen it like after the fact of seeing Interstellar, which I know it's like a it's like a <laughs> sin to say, you know, to I not say it's a sin. I well, just I think a lot of people got mad that it's so similar. When that it I is was sim- like right uh, where I was like that's why it's cool and that's why it's fun and it's kind of continuing the thought. Yeah, um, yeah. When you look at Interstellar, they go through the wormhole and they're kind of like, this is a how would you how would you characterize McConaughey as like this is a very personal space that he's just sort of occupying like he is behind his own home bookshelf 
and the and the books are kind of what so he's like he's like uh he's in a pocket of his own life in a way mm-hmm. whereas i i guess you could say the same about 2001 where but it's it transports you almost to a completely immaculate like what world am i in mm-hmm. like when you look at him when you look at uh he's he's completely in a white space and he's like i don't know where the hell i am is that me when i'm older <laughs> and then it's just like another sequence of like well what you go from you go from the beginning of time to mm-hmm. where they are now to right. the future so right. it's and also, I think that movie talks is really talking about how things don't really change, um, mm. but also the origins of shit. So like, war continues, and I, I think because the monkeys, I feel like, are looking for meaning, and then the monolith shows up, and like that's our meaning, and then and then, but what meaning really creates is is conflict and war because people don't agree on shit, and then mm-hmm. and then they try to go find out what's going on in space, um, and then and then. And then also talking about technology and how the robot fucking turns on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then towards the future, I don't know. It, I'm sorry. That's that's also <laughs> what I like about the uh, the intermission is that I feel like the intermission breaks the movie where oh, yeah. uh, the first half is like very sci-fi, and then the second half is a little more psychedelic. Yeah, it gets really like, abstract. We're gonna yeah. take the sci-fi that we just built everything on. We're gonna take it a little bit further mm-hmm. into something a little more conceptual. Yeah, and I think this time viewing it with like a theater and and just kind of mm. being aware of the whole experience. I forget how long he spends with the apes. Honestly, yeah. like there's like a whole story built with the apes. It's not just like a prologue where you're like. Oh, this is going to set the tone. It's like, I care for some of them. I'm like, oh, yeah, protect your little one. And then I'm like, whoa, like, this is, like they're monkeys. Like, they haven't said a word yet, and I'm invested. It's um, all about rebirth, I feel like. Yeah, and in a weird way, like, I, I forgot that when he has the bone, he's, like, smashing them. Because in some, in some like, foggy recess of my mind, I, I, I thought it was that he, like, threw the bone, like, way up into the air. He does. I like he. D- yeah, he does. He does. He does. But I guess I forgot like all the destruction that happens before, before. it, mm. um, because it is kind of like this is a tool. This is a almost a unit of measurement. Mm-hmm. But let me fuck shit up before <laughs> before I test it against gravity. And that's like the first idea of like I'm a monkey. What is gravity? Can I throw this like way up into the air? And what's going to happen? And it's a very smart movie. I, yeah, yeah, and I think. I think the biggest thing of like we have to include that because if we're gonna if we're gonna get to the point where we show the main character with the monolith in the same way, almost no change has happened. Almost. Almost. Like we've been able to take ourselves off world. The bone is just that- bigger. Yeah. Whoa, hey I mean, big bone. Yeah. Well, um, I mean the monolith is phallic, the bone is phallic. So I feel like it's well, all it has to, it, Am I wrong? You know, I know I said that there was no wrong way, but you're always wrong. Nope. <laughs> it's true. But, I mean, so every, I don't know, I just, feel like, you guys got me on this. Rebirth, it's all about rebirth, how how rebirth either comes through yeah. violence or sex. And you get old and you die and then our, our, our universe gets old and it's going to die and then it's going to rebirth. It's going to Because the monolith again. is there with We're him. Be star child, star children. Mm-hmm. The monolith is there when he's in bed. So in a weird way, it is like, oh. It's going to penetrate him. I I immediately take that as like, oh, the only person that's around him as he dies. But in a weird way, he's in bed. You know, so I guess I could. And the next thing, a baby is just there. But it's him. Mm -hmm. It sure looks like him, you know. So Mm. 
um, yeah, that uh, you could just keep extracting it. And we got all of that thanks to Beyond Fest. And oh yeah, which is plug, what plug, I, plug. I want to bring up because Beyond Fest is great. Yeah, I believe it's over now. But Chris also saw some movies. At no, Beyond it's Fest. still going on, isn't it? I think it ends like tomorrow or some shit. Yeah, this yeah. is like okay. Yeah, I saw Raw at Beyond Fest. Oh my fucking god, Raw. So not we're not not talking about WWE, but um, <laughs> Ra is a movie. It's a French movie from a director who's. This is her first film, and I really like that. Uh, I really like that about Beyond Fest. Beyond Fest showcased a lot of different movies from women directors, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ra is a French movie. It's about this girl who's a vegetarian. Her whole family's ve- vegetarian. And she goes to school. Uh, she goes to veterinary school in France. And I feel like in France, everything's kind of like elevated. Like everything's like, like they're obviously France. Is a very sexual, uh, romantic kind of place. I feel like you're but just kind also, of uh, I'm pretty imposing horny right a um, lot of sexual uh, stuff on everything. I'm not. <laughs> what the fuck? It is. Are you kidding me? Chris is like, uh, my birthday's so... coming up. I'm just asking for you to fuck me. Please. Uh, Please. But, but France is very romantic. Anyway, I'm saying <laughs> yes, that because yes, yes. the veterinary school they go to, it's all young people, but they, like, they can do whatever they want. They're fucking all over the place, throwing parties and shit. Um, and everything's Sounds like, like college. Sounds was that your college experience? That was my was college so- experience. No, it wasn't. It was. It was. Even in Iowa. Even in Iowa, dude. I didn't go to college. Yeah. We well, it was, it was mine. But um, I think that was mostly because I was in the theater department. And because, oh, yeah. In high school, like, the- high school theater? God yeah. damn. The whole, it was like an orgy. There were no productions. Yep. It well, was guess what? It happens in college. It happens when you're a fucking yeah. adult, yeah. too. So, so um, oh, man. I remember never the- been a part of an orgy. School. But let me just theater, make you think that I have. Theater in high school was a good time. But... And so, and then she's a vegetarian. She doesn't really fit in because, like, she's like very weird, very like inner studies and shit. Um, she in and the veterinary school has this process of hazing new students, and so it's like a like a month long hazing sort of process. The first thing you have to do is eat, <clears throat> is eat rabbit intestine, nope. or ra- rabbit kidneys. Wouldn't do it. So I mean, it's not the first thing, but it's one of the things. And she eats it, and she ends up getting this rash on her stomach, like it makes her stomach like go raw because she's a vegetarian. She had an allergic reaction to it. So the whole movie is about her becoming a cannibal. And Dude, it what is, is it? We talked about cannibalism on the last one. It's know, yeah. fucking great. Like it is so so good. I've never had a better time watching a movie with an audience. Like it, that probably enhanced it a little bit. But even so, also awesome. a great audience at Beyond Fest. It's mm-hmm. not like seeing it in a regular movie. Yeah. Yeah, it, the audience made it. Like every, you could tell that everyone was ready for two thousand one. And we're all did, very did you, like-minded. In did you guys walk away like wanting to eat people? You know what was cool is that before they gave out, uh, before we watched the movie, uh, Donut Friend. Is that what yes. they're called? Oh, that's right. Donut we had Friend one uh, made fing. Uh, that's giving away a spoiler. Made sandwiches. Made donuts that had to do with the Fingers, movie. And, we heard and, it. And once we ate it uh, and then watched the part that it was specifically referencing to, we were like, "Holy fuck!" And it it was great. Aristotle yeah. enjoyed one. Yeah, they they made a uh, Hal donuts. Oh, cool. Oh yeah, it's called Hal. That's right. Yeah, that's a good name. For I always forget one. what's the main character's name because I always want to call him Hal. And oh. um... Oh my God! Doctor. Hank, Hank, uh, Hank. Uh, you know what? Uh, no, Dave, oh, Dave. Duh, I'm a Sorry, fucking Dave. moron. I don't like that movie because there's only white people in it. So that, that is true. One. Well, okay, but what are you? What am I? No, no, no. Listen to what I'm gonna say. Okay, Elon Musk. What do you think? Who do you think is gonna be joining him up on the moon? How? Hate to are say you, it. Uh, what are you saying? Elon Musk is a villain, but he's really making us think he's a hero. But we just kidding. Give, about... Just kidding. Give me a Tesla. 
What? I don't know. Where did I'm, you go? I was not talking about Elon anyway, Musk. No, I'm, or... t- I'm, t- I'm talking about how I don't think that's going to be so unrealistic. Look at Elysium. That white people are going to be. That, that whoever goes to the moon, they're not up to like good stuff. Keep an eye on who oh, goes to the moon. Oh, you're saying white people are evil. With Look, dude. Yeah, what the so, fuck is going yeah. on? Yeah, wait. Yeah, we'll bring it back full circle when I talk about Warlords of Appalachia, which was my pick, and how that'll be a commentary on uh, why whatever. I love this podcast. Yeah, I, I enjoy uh, it too. Even when I feel like I'm almost always backing myself into a corner, <laughs> which for, is every podcast. That's true. For a long time, though, what I'll say this: I wanted to make a shirt. Don't steal my idea. That's the black flag <laughs> shirt, but says "Sorry, Dave," and then one of the bars is hell. Oh, because it's the same number of letters and everything, and it would be so perfect. Black flag. Black flag. Sorry, right. Dave. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, be I cool. like how you threw in the. It was almost very Trump-like for you. to Be like, I had this idea. Don't steal my idea. Don't steal my idea. Okay, it's gonna still be gonna a great, make it's sure. a great idea. I'm gonna make this idea great again. I have to um, leave like like in two minutes. Yeah, there's a thing um, where Chris works at the store and sometimes he has to leave. Sometimes Sorry, I work hard and the, I love Meltdown Comics. Uh, Meltdown's pretty fucking great, and they were on the True. banner for Beyond Fest, so I had yes. some pride there. Oh That's, yeah, Meltdown yeah. is part of Meltdown is a partner. Yep, indeed. All right, well, it was good having you. I'm well, glad that- well, let me say this: I read comics yeah. this week. I read All Star Batman three, which was awesome. I read uh, the new Hellboy trade, which was great. Um, yeah, Hellboy in Hell. And Reborn, which I did not totally dig. Everyone in that book looks like Bruce Wayne. All the guys look like Bruce Wayne with different hair colors. So if you're a Bruce Wayne oh. fan, pick up that book. Yeah. Is what he's saying. Uh, it's beautiful. Greg Capullo's his art is just kind of Oh, Capullo. Okay, great. Yeah. And, uh, he's not on Batman anymore, so I need some Capullo. Well, that's I, Reborn. I think that's all I read. Image. Mark Millar also. Yeah, I, I, Mark Millar. Which we've mentioned. Mark Millar, it's like he knows how to just be like, you know what? I don't need to milk this shit out of this. The book's done. And there you go. Well, I he like. Uh, on to the next project. I don't normally like Mark Millar stuff, but Starlight was awesome. Starlight was great. Check out Starlight Image Comics if you want to read a um, really good story. Mark Millar. It's good. Okay. All, All right. right. Goodbye. Thank you, Chris. Bye, Chris. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Goodbye. Enjoy your coffee. I will. Thank you for bringing Aristotle coffee. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. You owe me five bucks. Do I? No, you don't. Yeah. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I still don't well, know because you, before we started, you said that you owed me for something and I don't remember what. Well, no, I don't owe you for Anyways, me. okay. This, well, is the, this is how a coffee uh, tab is sorted. You just sort of ask and then... Then it's all good. Yeah. So right. um, we that that feels like a good. Anything else you want to say about two thousand one? I felt uh, because we got free tickets. I I I was like, oh, should I indulge in popcorn and soda? And I was like, well, I better give this theater something because if it's just like people having. And I almost got you a vegan cookie, which I was kind of in a way in love with the idea of of them being a theater that's like, hey, let's throw a bone to the vegans. Yeah, that's like that's. Uh, in an unbiased way, even if I wasn't vegan or anything, I love the Egyptian theater because mm-hmm. it's super nice inside. It is. When you go, the audience uh, is always like-minded people, so you're never right. going to get somebody uh, talking, even though occasionally a cell phone will ring. Yeah, man, there was a uh, there was a hardcore kibosh put on, like to the point of like opening anthem starts, and somebody's like, "Turn off your cell phone," and he said it in such a tone that i feel like he didn't see anyone he just was saying it to the ether and made us all go oh how could he see me from here he's in front of me uh but i love their concession stand it's like a little 
I made the mistake of hopping in the cash line, and then he's like, it's okay. I, I get it. You're a dumbass, but let me be really nice about it and hop over to the other one. I was like, fuck. Yeah. That, uh, that is, I like that, but it's also tricky because the line gets so long. But And, and they didn't have a I, giant sign being like, this is the cash only line, people. But yeah, he was really nice about it. Uh, but I don't know what it is. I love small theaters like that that yeah. have like, Two cash registers, maybe one. Same thing with the right. Cine Family. It's like a very Especially small, when it's in with, Hollywood. Yeah, like, and, and it's not like the AMC that has a fucking million lines. And right. It, uh, which is also fine, but I don't know. It's far more appealing to have such a small little... Yeah. Little... Yeah, I worked at a movie theater for like four... Like two years of high school and then three years following for college, um, like during the winter break. So I know what that's like. I'm always... As courteous as I can to can be to them, um, because I know what it's like. It, you'd get people who'd like be in a rush because obviously they want to make their movie. No, I, I, there was a few times. There was one time where a guy like shoulder checked me in such a capacity. I was like, I don't, I have no idea what I did to you. And it was an old man, like it was an old man that just shoulder checked me, and then my boss caught it, and she was like the. She was the ballsiest woman. She was such a great boss. She was she was the first boss I ever had. This like stout lady that just was kind of like Popeye almost. That just like had that like no no one could get to her. She was always going to accomplish her goal. She was like a perfect role model. And she just goes, "Excuse me, sir, why are you doing that to one of my employees?" And I'm just sort of stuck there like uh, this is awkward, and she's like, "Derek, you can go about your responsibilities." And I just see her like chew him out for the next like half hour about how he should not be doing that to a teenager and whatever aggression he has. He needs to go to counseling and therapy and stuff. It was just brilliant, but that was about the that. worst experience that I had in a movie theater. Otherwise, it's the perfect. And for those of you that might be really like deep into. Uh, Mel Cassidy point oh that have heard me say things every once in a while that will be the backdrop for my first comic that I ever do mm-hmm. like and not like a oh this is sort of my the, like uh, like a like a grand like passion piece comic it'll be the backdrop so nice. for, for all you people that know what it's like to grow up and work at a movie theater because it's like the quintessential first job yeah um, I always wanted to work in a movie theater and then um there was never any openings because everybody applied yeah that's so random yeah but uh there was one point growing up i was like wait working in a movie theater doesn't mean i watch movies all day i'm not sure it doesn't and and sometimes and and that same boss who would just like I loved her and she loved me. Sometimes would like see and be like, "Hey, what you doing?" I was like, "I'm just making sure the screen is like at the standard it needs to be." And they're like, "All right, we'll go do something." So there was plenty of times where I was not quite withholding my responsibilities. Um, but there was other times where I was like, "I love this work and I'm going to bust my ass and work like 9-hour shifts with like only a a, a baby break in between because I want to be a good projectionist and make sure shit is running and not and not like during a half hour break have a manager be like yeah I'll watch things have them not watch things and then for the rest of my shift is like just film because it was during the time of film it was a mm-hmm. really interesting time in which I was a projectionist uh, because I was watching the the Passover into um digital. digital 
And I, I could see, I could, I, trust me, that working up there, I really can see the positives to that eventual shift, but I, I, film may never die. Like, film true. should never, ever, ever die. It's an irreplaceable... It, it should not. Aesthetic. So as long but, as uh, there's torches being passed, like, film, it's, it's good that, that there's... I am curious, digital, though, what, because I've never seen what a digital projector looks like. What does that look like? Is it a computer? Is, thing, think, think, of, think of whatever somebody does at, like, a party. Just giant. Like, cause I then, imagine like an HP projector in someone's backyard kind of thing. I don't, like, I don't I, necessarily I don't remember a like. brand, but like, it is honestly like anyone you know who's projecting something onto their house or something like that. It's like that on top of a computer tower, like a giant rectangle. Yeah, it's like okay. this, like a like a monolith. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much what it was. And it's it's so funny because then you start to realize, oh, a projectionist is not necessarily a like computer technician. Is is it because the movies come in a USB? It's it was so funny to see that. It that was like, too, they, I always they, They'd be like, hey, uh, we have it here. We have the movie, and you're expecting six film canisters, and it's one little tiny baby suitcase that has a USB in it, and you just upload it. You upload the uh, the ads and things like that, and yeah, interestingly enough, there was a lot of steps you needed to do to thread a film to get ready for a public to view. And as many steps as it was, it was very logical. The second that they were like, here, now you have all these programs. If the thing was running perfectly, it, all you had to do is press start. So that cut away a bunch of steps. If it was not working, that was a completely different story. <laughs> and like was like very clear that it required someone that's not a projectionist, but like an actual computer technician. Yeah. It was nuts. Um, but yeah. So that that was sort of what we had um, just last week that we did. It was a good bonding experience. I'd been yeah. waiting to. I thought we were going to go to Suicide Squad, and then it, that didn't oh, yeah. work out. But now that was a. I got to see a movie with Aristotle. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but also speaking of movies, mm. uh, here's, I guess the bad side of going to movies. What's that? Uh, right now, currently, even when this comes out. Shin Godzilla is playing in theaters, which Whoa. is Toho's oh, yeah. first yeah, yeah. Godzilla movies since forever. Since right. I uh, and so it's, it's only out for the week. And Tuesday was the only day I could go see it. And I got home, picked up my girlfriend, and rushed to the movie theater that I bought the tickets at. Got there 10 minutes late. I was hoping there were still previews. We walked in. The movie had started already. And the theater was filled with people. Mm. So I had to uh, ask for a refund. And they gave it to you? Uh, not quite, because I bought them on Fandango. And I couldn't, uh, they couldn't, like, figure out, like, something was wrong with it. So instead they gave me vouchers that were good for, okay. like, any, two vouchers were good for whatever. All right. But well, I am still sad to not have seen it yet, but also f- so frustrated that it's only, it's not showing on Saturday. mm and each day it is showing. No, wait a minute. It's not showing today, Friday, when we're recording. It's only showing Saturday at eleven a.m. And every other day. Are you recording is 7 tomorrow? P.M. Are you recording tomorrow morning? Yep, tomorrow morning. Every goddamn day. You'll get a chance. <laughs> Probably at the Egyptian. I'm hoping. I'm hoping Monday. But 
the if the you only, see it, let me know. The only other thing about when um, we went, we were like, "Where the fuck do you park in Hollywood?" Oh, yes. and the spot that we almost did was like a very ambiguous, like, "Should I park here? Should I not?" And I talked to the bartender on the corner, and he's like, or the um, the, the like, doorman, security. yeah, the yeah. bouncer, he's like, "Yeah, dude, I can't tell you how many like cars I just watch get towed." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Hollywood's notorious for that. Um, uh, also, apparently, I, I saw Griffith Park is now getting paid parking, like oh. it used to be all free, pretty much, and uh, not anymore. Damn it! In the process of not being there. Griffith Park. Griffith Park. That's no like bueno. I, I imagine in my head it's the like. Do you ever have you ever been to the observatory? Yeah. You know, there's all those streets where parking, and you kind of have to like. It's a nightmare of looking for a parking spot going up there. Yeah, but it's all free, right? It's all free. Yeah. But now I'm pretty sure that's, that's all what I, metered. That's what I wonder, like, in the crazy, like, we laugh about it now, but I wonder, like, the concept of being like, well, you can't leave your vehicle here. Um, it, it, Just being like, nope, and we get to confiscate your property because it's here, because this is on public property. What is what is going to be like a like? Is there just always going to be a point where it's like, hey, if you want to occupy the space, pay us money? Like, are we going to get to that point? I'm pretty sure it. it we're at that point. But but <laughs> I mean, like in... the like no public, like oh, no public, oh, oh. no public. I see. But there's another thing we're we're talking about when we talk about um, like to go into parks, dri- even. driverless cars, and the whole idea mm. of. Um, I didn't have it. I don't know why it took me so long to come to this conclusion. It's probably because I'm not like I'm just not minded like that. Um, pretty soon, like you owning a car, that whole concept will be done. Like we would move to the whole. The whole idea would be to take the 101, turn it into public transit. Because the whole point is you're trying to get from A to B. Mm-hmm. Everyone uh, kind of links up, and then the the car doesn't become yours. It's just like a I need to I need to get into a car and I need to go to where I'm going, you don't own the car. And so taxes go to, right. So, but it's, but all roadways would become, Hmm. I don't own a car, but this car, a car will suddenly appear Uber style and take me there. No driver or maybe like a bus driver that's there in case things go wrong. Yeah. Um, That's always interesting. Yeah, we're gonna be like we're gonna be old men and be like, because I don't know about you, I'm already at a point where I'm like, holy shit, I didn't think it was gonna get to this point. Yeah, you know what I mean. Lots of interesting twists and turns. Never expected Uber to be a thing. No, never expected the idea of like, oh yeah, we have driverless cars. Like, like to even yeah. be talking about that. Like, I well, that's something I feel like. Uh, was a science fictiony kind of thing. Was like, a science fictiony, but did you think it was going to come to fruition in your lifetime? I, I, for some reason, I just thought like we were going to be like, oh yeah, that that's nice. Like mm. like ma- jetpacks. Like later, yeah. The like when they talk about the Jetsons, like that being like way, way, way into the future. But like to see the idea of like Amazon just like flying stuff to us. Yeah. In a way, I'm just sort of like. Yeah, I don't think we need uh, that level of convenience. I really just don't. Yeah, I don't think, but it's kind. Of, in a way, I'm always going to relate everything to when Grant was here. Mm. His whole thing was like, it's inevitable. Like it's regardless of how I feel, it's inevitable. Like yeah. 
It's just going to go towards that point. Future the talk. Rolling. Hashtag real talk future talk. Um, okay, so I have only a few things in terms of like nerdy things that happened that I saw. Uh, fire away. Let's. The, the, I, I can't. Nothing's coming the to mind, only real thing we... that I that I um, that I saw was that they released the first image of Mara. Oh yeah, I did see that. Um, it looked good from Aquaman, and yeah, her suit looks great. Mm-hmm. Her suit looks great. Um, I don't like to be a, a part of Hollywood gossip any like any time really, but um, I have a girlfriend who f- follows a lot of like celebrity drama, and Amber Heard, who's playing Mara, is doing some not great things with her relationship with Johnny Depp. She uh, is she at least one time that I saw, but I think there's multiple times she's tried to film him in a fit of rage to then have evidence to take to a court and be like, see, he does like abuse me, but he's really just an alcoholic. And he's like, damn it. I'm upset. I left my wife for you. Who is, I think maybe after my money now in retrospect, um, which is a shame. I just watched sleepy hollow and, I forget how much I do love Johnny Depp. And so, like, if that's going on, um, that's upsetting to hear. And and it was this weird, like, oh, I want this property to do well, and it looks great, but this is an actress that I remember that I feel questionable about. So that was... That, so... Yeah, it seems like getting a lot more of that now, these days. Yeah. The questionable people. Um, and then... In a cannibalistic way, we just <laughs> eat at them. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily nerdy news, just excited. This morning I watched Civil War again and uh, still love it. And one of the bonus features is uh, a very short sneak peek at Doctor Strange, which is just a few weeks away. Yeah, it really very is, isn't it? Excited. Yeah. I guess it's a month away, isn't it? 17th? It's, it's on the 4th. November 4th? 4th. Oh, maybe Fantastic Beast is 17. Mm. Maybe. When Nathaniel Osolo was basically saying, Oh, yeah. Oh, it's come out. I'm pretty sure it's come out already. I was like, Oh, I'm a failure. How did I miss this one? (laughs) It was was completely wrong. Their ads have not been doing well then. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Speaking of ads, uh, did you ever play Ico or Shadow of the Colossus? I did. I de- or I didn't play Ico. I played Shadows of the Colossus, and I can remember a friend of mine, um, Wiley Schatz, who is a listener of the show, um, my being like, "Oh, Shadows of the Colossus was okay," and he's like, "It's okay. What do you What do you mean it was okay?" Like, and I was like, "Well, the whole thing's boss battles, and I guess I would have liked fighting minions on the way to boss battles." And he's like, "No, no, that's the whole point. Is like, how annoying is that? Like, you have to fight <laughs> things to get to the boss." And I was like, "Well." Maybe it's just because I've been programmed to like accept that that's a thing of, yeah. of gaming. But yeah, no, no, I, I, I do like that game kind of in retrospect. But it did get a tad bit repetitive. It's a little repetitive, but I, I loved, I loved it for that reason. Was yeah, that it's very simple, mm-hmm. uh, but still, uh, there's different iterations to slay the beast. Yeah, and it, figuring that out was always like you, fun you, and difficult. you're like, oh, I'll use the same tactic that I used last time, and they're like, nope, we thought of that, and now figure like, it out. Yeah, or, or just finding like, how do you get the beast to fall to right. then climb onto him, and then how do you scale him to the top to right. find where his you know, weak, spot weak spot is. is? And sometimes there'd be a weak spot, and they'd be like, just kidding, it looks like a weak spot. Yeah, um, yeah, and then the final boss is like basically a castle. 
You're fighting a cat. You have to like walk up it. Like you go remember. into like spires. I think uh, it's a castle. I'm pretty sure. I remember finishing it. But then, yeah, it. then the ending was so ambiguous because after every uh, Colossus you slay, he like the like you the absorb the yeah shadow like the shadow people, Nathaniel shadow people um, uh-huh. goes inside you, and then I think at the end, do you not? Turn into to, one oh, yeah. yourself. I remember it being something try- like that. And you're trying to get always... to the princess. Yeah. And I'm you're trying you're Revive trying to get to the woman. Something? Yeah. I, I or sorry, I, yeah, I correct yeah. myself because I was like, oh, maybe she isn't a princess, but I thought she was a princess. It's a very ambiguous game. Um, but so is yeah. Uh, from Ico. what I remember, Ico. Yeah, I never played Ico, so. Um, but the- very similar. But I bring these up because yeah. I've been seeing ads for the Last Guardian, which, which has been like. A hyped up game for a long time. For Talk a about long, development. Long yeah, 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 time. yeah. Yeah, I re- yeah. In fact, I remember Wiley when we were talking about it. It was like, yeah, there's gonna be a third game, and I and never remembered hearing about it. Now here we are. It's been uh, close to a decade. Close. close maybe, to a decade? maybe I don't. I don't even remember. I just know it's been there, waiting forever. Yeah. And now there's ads on buses coming out this December. Yeah, which is very exciting because they've. They always announce dates. They always say it's coming, or may, it'll come next year, and well, then it'll get delayed again. You know what's now funny that is ads with a solid date. I think is... I might be like grossly wrong, and somebody's freaking out at home. But I think in a similar way, Kingdom Hearts Three oh, has Kingdom been. 3. It's the same amount of time, almost. Yeah, it's almost We're, the same amount of time. Because yeah. I know I go Kingdom Hearts Two came out. I think two thousand six. Mm, shit, I'm pretty sure I was a sophomore in high school to date myself. I just remember that Ico was one of the first games on right. PlayStation 2. Right, and I'm which... pretty sure Shadows of the Colossus, I think, didn't come out in 2007? I thought I was closer to college with that one, but maybe it was high school. That one, I don't know. Um, but God, yeah, it's, it's very close to the same amount of time, and they're showing us parts of Kingdom Hearts 3. I think the biggest thing of why we didn't get Kingdom Hearts 3 is because like, there's probably a Kingdom Hearts 3 that was ready to go. They were so close. And then when Disney Disney absorbed Marvel and Star Wars, they were like, fuck, dude. That's difficult. Because I I wouldn't want to see those in Kingdom Hearts, but... Yeah, you would. Not really. I would like like them to get their own game. That'd be cool. I... Uh, Okay, let's... Because I I feel like Kingdom Hearts is... uh, Classic Disney. Yeah. I, well, I would do. I would do Kingdom Hearts three, the like final chapter closing on that era of of Disney and like light Final Fantasy. Yeah. And then Kingdom Hearts four. Of course, of course, I'd want Disney, Final Fantasy, Marvel, and Star Wars in the same. Come on, that's like no crossover has ever been done like that before. It's true. And I'm not Marvel. I'm not pro Marvel. <laughs> and I'm a prequels of Star Wars supporter. Like, I'm a weird demographic. And I'm saying, of course, I'd want to see like a four part, like well, a four property crossover. I feel like that's kind of what we're already getting, though, with um, with the exception of Final Fantasy, with that, uh, oh my God, I forgot what it's called. The Infinity. Disney oh, Infinity. Yeah. That's kind of what that is. Yeah, but yeah. 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 I would I would say yeah, but that's for the little kids. But then I look at Kingdom Hearts. Like, oh my god, there's a pretty hardcore man. <laughs> I can remember. I can remember. Um, uh, basically being in high school and arguing to the point 
No, seriously, guys. Sora is as badass as Master Chief. And all of these very, like, bro, like, gamers being like, fucking pussy! It was, uh... I was just like, no, you don't get it. Like, that kid's basically a wizard, so whatever Master Chief thinks he's gonna do, not quite. I miss... I I have such fond memories of playing Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. God damn it. And even, uh, like, Kingdom Hearts 2... I admittedly didn't play nowhere near as close as the first. I don't even remember if I finished it. But That's I don't. I don't remember being disappointed. I just remember being on a a, a little bit confused, just because like when you bring um, organization thirteen, right? Uh, the syndicate. The like with the robes. Is that yeah? I, the yeah, syndicate. It was very confusing. Um. That's yeah. That's it. Went from it's almost like it's like anyone who would complain about Star Wars. Kingdom Hearts 1 is very simple. Kingdom yeah. Hearts 2 gets a little more complicated. The more yeah. details that they start to and flesh out. The, I hate and love, I don't know, because 3 is taking so long, but they've given us those in-between games that came out like on, I think, right. PSP or whatever. Right. And then, uh, what was it, Kingdom Hearts I was 1. like point five or 2.5, 2. Right. 2. 2. something like all that crazy shit that, now there's huge gaps of the story that I'm missing. So when three does yeah. come, yeah, who knows? Well, I I always liked to vicariously hear from people who loved playing like Game Boy Advance or like or whatever you know whatever it was, um, and hear the details. But I never cared enough about those other um, systems that yeah. you'd play them on. I didn't I didn't care. So I just loved hearing from the like diehard fans the facts that I had missed. Which Roxas gets his like um, storyline flushed out a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I it's it's the same way as like Cursed Child. Like I don't really, I really don't want to read Cursed Child. I, d- I don't. That doesn't sound. I, From what I hear, it's I, not very good. No, there's a number of people who are like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but like, yeah, I just don't. I. I'm not going to treat that as canon. If if somebody is like, no, no, you should let me know because like I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a prequel supporter for Star Wars, so like I'm always for listening for somebody who's like a diehard. Like, no, I promise you, they actually did make a good decision. This is why you should ignore what people are saying. Like, I want to know that. So tweet at us. Like, do do whatever you want to do. Instagram video. Um, but speaking of Star Wars, speaking of Star Wars. Oh, was, you're right. There's we, a new Rogue One. Trailer. We got a Rogue One. Which I think looked real good. Yeah, it. It. I don't know what it was about the first one. I was like, oh, okay, it could be all right. But I was like, yeah, you're right. There is a side of me that wants to know about before episode four, mm-hmm. like right before. Like, what is the rebellion truly? Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's so strange because it's not uh, a major an episode. Yeah, it's not an episode it's uh mm-hmm. it's the first i'm sorry if i just no no no, nope uh it's the first of its kind there's a <laughs> there's a i'm i'm gonna paraphrase it but there's a the blind character yes in it um doesn't look like a jedi because it looks like he's fighting with the stick and yeah. doing all right and that's almost the point is like he's he may not be a jedi he may not use a lightsaber but the line that he says that i'm paraphrasing is um all that happens to me is the will of the force um, or all that happens to us is the will of the force. And you sort of understand that to anyone, 
that believes in that, like even lightly, it's it's a way to explain basically how a blind character could kick ass. Mm-hmm. Is is to just be so consciously aware of your position in the universe and and say. I don't need my senses. I don't need a lot because I know the universe is keeping Watching. me keeping me alive. Mm-hmm. And until they the universe decides to make me exit this world, um, that will be the will of the universe, like he says, um, the will of the force. But to just come in and be super confident, I'm not leaving now. I can tell you that much. It, it will be the will of the force when I do leave, but I'm not leaving now. That's sort of like ballsy like attitude mm. uh what uh, made me go fuck yeah i'm re- i'm ready to see this movie the only thing that made me go what and i'm still not so- sold on force whitaker by the way that they're packaging him out i'm still not sure i don't know what he is yeah he he has robotic legs i think yeah they showed in that but there's a line that he says um at the end i can't even paraphrase it because i was just like oh i'm not gonna think about that too much at the very end where he's like believe rebel or so it was it was really on the nose that I was like I that that's a little that's almost too that's like that's I I believe that this movie will make me feel uplifted and and want to rebel against something mm. you know what I mean I feel like I'm going to think of that leaving that that I almost don't need it on the nose delivery well, from one of the characters uh as much as I enjoyed this trailer uh there's anything that we've learned from Suicide Squad or the Great oh, yeah. Wall, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. to remember that the director has no say, in how say the, or yeah, anything to cut. do with how trailers right. are cut. So I like, uh, I don't know, I like to kind of tear it apart as like, this is what this movie's visuals are. Mm-hmm. Do I like these Which visuals? Which the visuals and Listen look to the dialogue. Great. Yeah, what they do they look saying? great. Um, yeah. And Ben Mendelsohn, who's like a... I love that actor. He's um, he was in Dark Knight um, Rises. Mm-hmm. Um, he's playing the Imperial um, Chancellor looking uh, figure, all in white. Um, and he in Dark Knight Rises, he's uh, Daggett, the character that's trying to mouth off to Bane, and and Bane says to him, "Do you right. feel in charge?" Yeah. Um, uh, and he was also in Place Beyond the Pines, which is like another. If you know anything about me, I'm just like a sucker for indie darlings and mm. and uh, fucking love Derek C in France. And oh, I thought you were gonna say Ryan Gosling. Well, I, I mean, he's got enough fans yeah. that I don't dis- I don't dislike him. I actually think he's great, and he gave such an amazing performance in Blue Valentine mm. and Place Beyond the Pines. That like, yeah, I'm a huge fan. Um, but Ben Mendelsohn is like that silent, like like he's he doesn't have. This is a, I I feel like this has got to be his first major breakthrough besides Dark Knight Rises. Like it, it seems like he could be a pretty pivotal character in the um, in the story, it. yeah, mm. or at least just for this story. Yeah. It it really looks like Vader's gonna fuck him up by the end of it, <laughs> but it, it looks like he's gonna play a similar sort of. Also, you get to see the little Vader, which is yeah, exciting. yeah, uh, yeah, and and Ben's the uh, character that he just rolls up on. There's a sh- that shot of Vader rolling up on him. He looks pissed as fuck. He's coming in quick. He's not. He's not just slowly striding. Uh, damn it! There was something else that I was gonna bring up, and I forgot what it was. Lay off the weed, kid. You're straight edge. It's okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not me, dude. Uh, 
Yeah, shit. It's good. It's, it's okay. You'll yeah. think of it. You'll think of it. Um, hey, let's do that thing where we talk about books since All this right. is a comic shop. Let's do that. Um, you read I something that one I, book. I yes. knew that I I didn't have to read it for the sake of talking about it on the show because you would take care of it, and I chose a couple other titles. So, do you want to talk about yours? Because uh, sure. I have two I'd like to talk about. Well, let's do one of yours first, okay. then mine, then yours. Sure, that sounds great. So, I will talk first about um, a book that we have signed here at the store. Yes. Um, it is it is from Titan Comics, but also a very specific section of, of Titan Comics, Hard Case Crime. The name of the uh, uh, book is called Peepland. Um, and it shows a girl uh, walking a very a very street familiar girl uh, looking uh, walking in front of a live nudes eighties shop basically um, and uh, and uh, the quote on the front of the book says hard case may be the best new American publisher to appear in the last decade that's from Neil Pollock in The Stranger. Um, and this is a number one. So this is a debut issue, and we have it signed um, by Christina, uh, excuse me, Krista Faust and Gary Phillips. Um, and they are the team that wrote it. Um, we have artwork by Andrea Camerini and colors by Marco Lesky. Uh, or excuse me, Lesko. Uh, but yeah, Peepland. So it, it, does, it does very much hint at the fact that this deals with a time in american culture that was seedy for a different reason <laughs> i feel like we're in plenty of let's say political seediness right now in 2016 but um before uh mayor rudy giuliani cleaned up the streets of new york that he likes to say that he did with stop and frisk we did have a time where it was it was very seedy in places like new york and we had just a strip of uh of um uh, go ahead and check out live nudes so that is the backdrop of this um the the subtitle of the issue is i love living in the city and uh it opens up straight away with um some nudes so it is i'm I'm not suggesting you read this to your to your kid uh um but uh it it starts in times square christmas eve uh 1986 is where it is and there's this weird intercutting of a man um, with a 80s-style video camera running around, um, and a lot of people recognize him. Um, and his uh, name is uh, Dick. It's almost like Dirk Diggler, like <laughs> such a porny-sounding name. Um, Dick Durpin, I think, his name, because uh, it almost sounded like Dick Turpin, which is completely unrelated. But anyway, he's running through um, uh, Times Square, and he's trying to get away from someone. And he stumbles upon uh, one of the girls, uh, Roxy, who um, is showing off the goods to, as and she calls herself a live girl. So if we're talking the live nudes, but it's funny because they almost cut out live cam girl. So there's this weird like parallel how is... You know, are we in such a better time? Or, like, because in a way, like, cam, this is opening up a whole nother can of worms. But cam girls, I feel like we're we're in such an age where that's okay. You can't say anything against them. But in '86, like, that was looked as such a lowly thing. Now, mm. 
there's just like cons you could go to where cam girls show up and sign your stuff. Yeah, and it's and it's like a there's there's going to be plenty of people on the internet that would like slut shame, but there's also now like that that sort of lifestyle I feel like is 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 more like yeah, just go ahead, do that on camera, do that to a private audience. Don't don't make it so public and then we're okay. Yeah, yeah. So it is a weird it's interesting to compare it to our our current situation was was all I meant by bringing it up. Um mm-hmm. not to call anything seedy. But um so she's she's in, she's basically on the opposite plane of this mirror and I guess I didn't realize that's how that went. That's how you provided the security that now being able to pipe it from your home. Yeah. That was the security. It was like you're dancing in front of like a plate glass. And so there's the intercutting of Dick running away from someone and trying to actually get here. He leaves a tape with one of the showgirls, one of one of the live girls that he has in his camera, and then he gets killed. He gets pushed off a, 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 a train platform. And um, the girl takes the tape back home. She thinks it's just going to be like his usual stuff, which is kind of like a girl's gone wild. Like he finds a girl on the street who will flash him and and then is okay with like him monetizing that. So you think that he's like a a guy that's like not, not very trustworthy character. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you realize he, on doing this and meeting up with the girl in Times Square, who will like show off her or a, a, a Central Park who will show off her, her body um, out in the open in public, be the girl on the street, if you will. Um, in the background, he sees someone killing a woman. And uh, and so, and I, my guess is that it's like a politician or it's somebody of importance mm-hmm. because the, the, like, he knows something's up and he needs to get this, like, tape to somebody and that he's, like, close to getting axed. Um, so that's, that's how the, the, um, spoiler alert, (laughs) how the, uh, issue ends. And I felt like sharing that one just because it was such a good cliffhanger and, and set up the, um, set up this very hard boiled tale of, of, um, these people that you would deem misfits maybe being able to stop crime and in their own CD culture, stop what I what I imagine has to be like either a capitalist or a, pol- a political, even like grosser uh, form of seediness. So we have that here at Meltdown Comics. Um, again, that is Peepland. We have it signed by the creators Krista Faust and Gary Phillips here. I think we have a, a, a good amount. They left us a good amount of copies. So nice. if you're in the L.A. area, you want to you wanna pick that up. Um, or if you know them and you're not in the L.A. area, you want us to send some of the signed copies, just let us know and we will um, ship them out to you. What was your title, Mr.? My title is Doom Patrol number two. Yeah, I think we talked about, about the first, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, last time, which mm-hmm. uh, you know, and we talked if, about Young Animal. Uh, yes, on the last, we talked a lot definitely more about on the it. last uh, yeah. episode. So if you know you're not familiar, go check out the last episode. Mm-hmm. But um, Doom Patrol number two kind of picks up. It does pick up, but it's also. Uh, I knew this during reading the the first issue, but it 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 uh, occurred to me more clearly. I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second issue that uh, 
Gerard Way has a pretty specific way of writing things. Mm-hmm. That's uh, like the story is coming across, but he'll add in like all these kind of weird quotes, right? Quotes are just something that's nonsense, but not quite nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it all pertains, but it like it's such a weird. It's like what? It's, yeah, it's, it's a it's a weird, either weird way of saying things or um, just a just a weird ass thing to say. Yeah, just funny little. The delivery is is. Very prose until there's a moment where he just has a, a, a blurb that he wants to throw in. Yeah, like le- little random things here and there that are uh, real funny and interesting. But um, this issue is kind of, I assume, building up the Doom Patrol a little more. Because right now we still have from the last issue the, um, I forgot her name. Because I'm so unfamiliar with all these characters and yet reading the book I can tell... People know them. People love them. Uh, Casey Brink. Don't know who that is, but apparently everybody knows who she is. Uh, <laughs> Everyone is familiar with the property before. Yes. Because familiar if, with the property, but also familiar in the book. Yeah. Uh, so Casey Brink driving her ambulance, the robot, the girl that's her roommate, and uh, I don't know the robot's name. Are there multiple robots or just the one? Well, there kind of is, okay. but there's the one, the one uh, that kind of wakes up. Looks like an iron giant. like a, Or he's got the jaw almost like yeah, an iron Yeah, he definitely has yeah. the jaw. Yeah, But he's he's awake, and then he meets Casey Brink, and then they kind of get suspended mm. for doing this. So, I don't know. It's uh, It definitely feels very punk. It's very punk. Uh, I'm excited to see where it goes more because this is still kind of building. They're, the team's this, assembling. It feel, Yeah, it's a yeah. team assembling issue. It feels like uh, I don't hate it like I mm-hmm. hate Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 1. But that's what this issue kind of is. It's a like, okay, we gave you your intro. We're going to do a little more intro and we're going to kind of push you into the next Wait thing. a minute. Yeah, I feel like you just came out of the closet. What do you mean you hate? Deathly I'm pretty sure I've talked about it before. You hate the you hate the first the movie uh, part one because okay. uh, it feels very useless. Stuff happens in it, but I was like, I could have I don't know, put it in one movie. Give me one long movie. This didn't need to be split. I I I could see how people would feel that way, but honestly, I feel way more outraged by everyone else that copies Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. The whole point was that they were like, listen, Harry Potter fans, I get that we've conflated six movies before this, and a lot of you are like, oh, but I missed that detail, damn it. Um, So we're going to do that? So, like, to the, I guess, the casual moviegoer, they'd be like, the first one's a little, you know, like, what that was a lot of details, but where was the action? Mm -hmm. Um, I, it's not necessarily how I feel, but I think like hu- Hunger Games and like things like like yeah, it, hate that too. Twilight. Not that I was like so invested, but it's nope. like I just hear it, and it's like you're just doing that because Harry Potter did that, but you the don't. Yeah, the Hob. Oh God, the <laughs> Hobbit. The only reason that I thought like like oh God, the thing that I liked about Battle of the Five Armies, the third in the Hobbit, was that the prologue, the everything before the title card which is a long time for that title card, is basically smog going down. 
Mm. So in a weird so way, in a weird way, the way that they chose to broke it up, like uh, uh, if they had done that into like movie acts and made it a long movie versus like three movies, then I would have been like, oh, that's a great movie. But yeah, they uh, the fact they stretched out three is is ridiculous. Yes, yeah. and they all. All of the Lord of the Rings, every one of them, has come out around my birthday and my dad's birthday. I'm the I'm December thirteenth, which is when uh, Desolation of Smaug came out, um, and my dad's is the seventeenth of December. So it's like they've always been around every other like birthday for me for like a stretch. Nice. Um, but yeah, last thoughts on Doom Patrol. Uh, it's great. Like, what was the what was the key moment that made you go like oh yeah i want to keep reading uh i don't what is that character what is that character don't even know that's the thing there's stuff in here that's kind of that's introduced that maybe we'll get it later maybe not i don't know there's like this very strange one panel not one panel but one page page that uh is introducing something either in another universe or looks another... like a black hole or the speed of light it's like somebody another realm if you yeah know. so we have like a shadowy figure that looks like he's just flying through warp drive mm-hmm. um and some aliens and he has an eye like one eye it's yeah. one it's one eye um and yeah so so it looks like the main draw from this is like if you like different specific characters together um, like I feel like this is definitely going somewhere. This is the world coming together, but right mm-hmm. now they're still separate on their way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, very cool. Yeah, it, it looks. Anytime I pick it up, it just looks like a cool book. Yeah. Um, cool. So who do we? Because because people want to know who do we have directly on this book? Gerard Way is yes. the writer, and Nick Darrington is the artist, and then a. Uh, Tamra Bond villain, huh? Huh? Colorist. <laughs> Todd Klein, letterer. Nice. Very nice. Yes. What is your book? So this, oh. I was taught, this was, oh, I was yeah. reading this right before <laughs> we came in, and it was such, this is one of the better issues that I've read in a long time, and I always like awarding that when I truly feel it deep down inside. This was one of the better issues that I've read. Uh, the name of this this title, it's a number one out of Boom Studios, is Warlords of Appalachia. And um, if I were to sort of summarize this book, um, I'm just now realizing that there are symbols on, yeah, above. Yeah, I think there's like factions and clans that I didn't realize. So that's kind of an indicator of what this uh, book is a little bit about. Yeah, there's the Blue Boys, the Augmented Cavalry, the Mountain Faith, and Sweet Rock. There's four <laughs> symbols just above the title, and it's that's sort of a key into, yeah, These this is a book about factions and about um, uh, if, if there are warlords of Appalachia, you can bet that there's a war in Appalachia as well. And the whole concept, I, I, I don't think it directly says anything about our current situation but it plays into the mood of of our situation and in a way i almost feel like it's a weird just 
go with us for a second and and realize the the version of America that the Trump supporters fear could happen. Mm. But it's not necessary. It's not pro Trump. It's not even pro Trump supporters. I think it's a way of like to the casual comic book reader, maybe the casual like liberal reader to be like, think about a, a dystope where there's a band of rebels in America and it actually turns out that America is kind of corrupt in a way and pressuring these people that are just trying to rebel. Um, and so the Warlords of Appalachia takes place in Kentucky. And it's being um, – before I get into too much more, it's written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, illustrated by Jonas Scharf, colored by Doug Garbark, and lettered by Jim Campbell. And we have uh, Massimo – Carnavale um, and Robert Samelin on the covers. Um, so it, it it was a really great opening, and it and it just it just fit. Why I think it was a mood of 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 America was because the tone that it sets is is really good. It says Orin Roth is on the air. It has a panel, and it's basically it's 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 framing this within talk radio, which hmm. I. I've heard a little of talk radio in England when I was when I was there. It's very dry, and I'm sure there's, you know, I could talk to my girlfriend. I could talk to a number of people who have an idea of sort of talk radio in in other places of the world. But talk radio in America, it is like a very specific. We're 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 in a weird way like a we're happening parallel. Podcasts are happening parallel too, but talk radio as like an establishment, I feel like is very. You know when you're listening to. American talk radio, and this it does a weird inversion on that um, because it, it's talking about who do you trust, America, and that sounds like a very that sounds like the opening of how talk radio would be phrased. They're yeah. always they're they're putting trust in question. They're putting um, they're making you choose between something. Who do you trust? And the the thing that they're talking about is who do you trust? The people of Kentucky, these re- these rebels. And they're and they're talking about and I wonder how like anyone from Kentucky would view this, but they're talking about people who are past the point of meth use because I guess in the Appalachian Mountains, there and and other other parts of of um, more east coast, but near near mountain regions, not the actual direct coast of drug use of methamphetamine use. Mm happening in in sheds and places um and this is taking it a step further and saying what if there was a drug beyond meth that like really messed you up and i dare i say i think we're getting into cannibalistic territory again because they they cut to um these uh these figures in the appalachian mountains that look like gollum there's they're showing them as these shadowy Figures. So you're asking, like, it, there's just layer upon layer of what's going on. But Kentucky is war, war torn. There's a a civilian state there that the government is trying to keep them on aid, basically, and show the rest of the world that, or show the rest of the states, like, look, we're trying to reintroduce them to the union. We are. We're trying to do it, and they keep talking about the union. Um, and it's like every state but Kentucky, like all of the rebels in the United States have coalesced into uh, 
into Kentucky. And um, when we talk, when I talk about who's on the air, um, it actually turns out to be the president. So radio has been become an extension, basically, of the executive branch in this dystope. Um, and the there are bad people within Kentucky that that are are the religious zealots, as they refer to. So I'm 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 assuming they're the they're probably the, the um, holy uh, yeah the mountain faith mountain faith. Um, and it, and and I think it it paints a really just interesting picture of um you have you have the concept of being free of 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 what I would say libertarian or constitutionalists all of these these parties that believe like hey the whole point is we need we need freedom and right now if you really just look at it we're not free this is like a really this is a overreach this is a big unstoppable force known as the government and mm-hmm. i feel like the founding fathers would be upset there's that pocket then there's the people that appear like that and are are tying it into religion and basically distorting that cry for like hey i think we're getting a little beyond the point of what the country was from the beginning you know what i mean so there's there's this division of things and the government is trying to help but simultaneously just wants no more rebellion. Yeah. Um, and so it is It is war-torn. They show Kentucky in the first page. It says, warning, deemed unsafe, the Kentucky uh, Welfare Authority. Um, do not enter and spray-painted on the sign. It says, the mountains remember. Mm. Almost very Game of Thronesy with the north remembers. The mountains remember, and it's ba- uh, spray-painted in blue. And... Uh, Blue has become is is the color of of the sort of Kentucky rebellion, and um, the main character is this like very silent hero who's trying to do by do right by all the citizens and and all the people of of sort of his neighborhood or or surrounding um, farms, and he come he he goes around with a bow and arrow and he's basically saying like. I'm not going to cause trouble, but if you point a gun at my son again, I will put an arrow between your eye. And he's saying that to armed uh, government officials, basically. And he's shooting down drones nice. uh, and things like that. Which I'm not. I don't. I don't go too much down. Like, oh, we're 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 going down. But I do. I do. I do want the feeling of shooting a drone out of the sky because I just feel like we don't. We don't need to be. We don't. We we just don't. We don't need to be to that point where drones are just flying around and just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to survey the land here. Um, I, I, I want to do that. So he did that. But um, And then at, at the very end, yeah, there's the reveal that the president is the radio host. Is the radio host. Um, so it definitely make, it, it, it paints a, a, a world in which America is kind of losing grip on who they are, which, like I said, like Trump's not mentioned. They don't talk about a uh tiny hand dictator um but it does feel like it's running parallel to what our our current mood is um and if you're if you're trying to get it like if if i wasn't doing visual enough if you're trying to get a visual of what this book look looks like it's very it fits in with walking dead i think It, it looks like a walking dead style the tone of it's very walking dead but the whole point is um civil 
disobedience and civil um, rejection of the establishment. Um, so as we talk about things like Rogue One and rebellion and cannibalism and, and things like that, um, uh, we talk about uh, a mood that is weird. It's a, yeah. weird, it's a, weird, it's a weird thing. And I think, was it last podcast that we talked about? You talked about voting Green Party and you're like, oh, it was really close. Uh, was that it? was Nathaniel's episode. Okay, so that yeah, was yeah. like before. Oh, well. And, and we're, getting, we're getting real close. And, oh, God. I always try to not, but it's the end of the episode. If you're, if you're still with us, I almost never feel bad. I just don't like to front load with it and like push an agenda. It's it's me it's me confessing to you because you voted Green Party uh, in 2012. I I'm really like I. He, here's the question I would ask. I I think it's almost inarguable, especially with this election, that we desperately need a third party, mm-hmm. really really badly. And my my question would be, if we don't. What what is the ideal time to vote for third party? If we try and play it like a politician and go, well, I'm really worried about the most evil, so I'm going to vote for the lesser of two evils. I I, f- I almost feel like that's never ever going to go away. Yeah. Unless, Do you know what I mean? That's yeah, all. Like that's uh, John Oliver had a great episode a little earlier this year that said like clearly we're not going to fix this. In the middle of the process, so let's wait till afterwards next year when everything is settled. Then let's start talking about it again because it's always after the election happens that everybody forgets and mm, stops talking so about he's ta- it. Yeah, and, he's then talking- like, and then it comes back again right around election time. Right. So let's talk about it right after the election and then start working on it. Then and he set a date which I forgot, but I've have been meaning to. Interesting. Like, okay, do you I'll remember? Do you remember what the because um, he always has a keyword. As his, do you remember what the keyword was for? Was it just third party, or was that like a secondary point of the main point uh, he was making? You know, it wasn't necessarily third party, but just more about the uh, election process of uh, like okay. the, the electoral college and all. Because you know like, what I mean. Like, like he has police brutality. He has like he always has the title of the episode. You don't remember yeah, what it was I'm, for that one? Mm-mm. Okay, um, because yes, you're a hundred percent right. I do agree. But I, like, I, I I feel like if you would have asked me when Nathaniel was on, I'd say, like, yeah, I think, I think it's time to, I think it's time to vote Hillary. And, and I was never like, nope, I'm only Bernie or bust. I was never like that. But, but, yes, the butt is, the butt is coming. Um, I, I've liked Jill Stein through the entirety of this run. Mm-hmm. I've liked her, but I picked early Bernie, and I just felt like she was... She, they agreed on a lot, and I think it probably would have been to their benefit to talk a little bit more before he went in and did work, but mm-hmm. not, a, not, a, not enough. Yeah. And I, I... I remember things about this re-election that only just got done happening. Things like voter suppression that I do believe actually happened this election. That it was it was a thing that mm-hmm. we didn't have enough polling places, 
that we didn't allow democracy to happen. Yeah. That we just didn't to the fullest extent. You could blame just like the states, the state itself inability to facilitate. But I, I call bullshit on that. I, yeah. That doesn't situate well with me. And the concept of superdelegates, like I get, exactly. I get that that didn't enter with Hillary. That that had been around before her. I get it. Mm-hmm. But anyone that wins by at the start having like a bar graph giant portion or pie or however you want to divide it saying we're going to vote for this person but it's cool say whatever you want but we've already committed like that is that doesn't that doesn't feel like democracy to me what's the point of voting so there was a lot of things that despite trump despite the media despite emails i never i never cared about emails Mm. the second that bernie was like let's get off the damn emails was exactly how i felt was like just like i I get how some people would be like no we shouldn't and i and i would like i i'd be like that's great that you feel that way and as long as you're not be a bigoted sexist asshole and you're just like no 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 no." deep down i really feel like a blunder was made and they personally want to look into it to the fullest extent that makes their heart Content is fine, but I've heard enough that I I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care about Bill. I think that's really gross to to say. Um, what about his actions and apply that to her? Yeah, I think that's terrible. Um, if 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 she did anything to intimidate somebody that was affected by him, then that would be awful. But I haven't had anything that's like immediately thrusted in my face, and I wouldn't discredit anyone that would feel that way. But I wasn't, I wasn't there, and it feels like a really weird way to get me to dis- dislike someone mm-hmm. uh, about really drudging up something that might have happened. I wasn't there, but the 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 thing is, is that I I I think that this election is the perfect example of it's a shit show if we just keep going with two options. Yeah. So my thing is like. If that's the way I feel inside, if all my responsibility is is to vote how I actually see would be a good fit for the country, and I believe that it'd be Green Party, like, given the current choices, I get that if Trump is elected, we go backwards. I get that. But I... 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 I can't get over that. My responsibility is to just say what is what is what I would want, and I, in a way, my living in California is different than if I went back to Iowa. I think if I was living in Iowa, I'd probably be like, I should probably vote. I should probably vote Hillary because I would be one of six people probably in Iowa that would vote mm. green. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to. I, I don't know just because I haven't been back home in a while. I don't know how how the mood is, but I would. I don't remember Green Party ever like existing there. It's yeah. bigger now in California. So I just don't I I think there's going to be enough democratic voters in California. Mm-hmm. That may I don't I don't know. I'm really leaning to Jill. It's but a, I I I said I probably thought Hillary 2 weeks ago. Yeah. And in a way another thing that doesn't hold water for me is when somebody's like, "Well, congratulations. You're one of the people that just elected Trump in." I like there's no way that there's anyone that votes against Trump for a different candidate. I don't care how you stretch it. I don't I don't care the political lens you try to apply to it. 
that's never that's really not a vote for Trump. Mm -hmm. And like citing back to like, oh, we saw it with Nader. We saw it with Nader. You're gonna Nader like that. That's just that's not how democracy works. Like, you want to be mad at somebody? Be mad at the person that actually voted for Trump. Mm -hmm. I I I I'm done kind of being afraid of the idea of like, if I vote not Clinton, I'm voting Trump. Like that's a that feels like dichotomy to me, and that's not the world I want to live in. And I'm curious your thoughts because you did vote party vote Green Party before. And I, I I don't know anyone like it's funny because there was a lot of people when I was in the UK that voted Green Party and I was like, Oh, this sound this makes me feel good because I'm meeting so many people that want the Green Party to succeed in the UK and although conservative won out, and maybe that could be like a like a learn from the UK about what happens if you do that. I'm aware of that, but it was it was good to be around people that were like, yeah, I mean, I knew that they weren't going to win, but I, I still believed I should vote mm-hmm. because that's my only responsibility as a citizen. Some people go, no, it's not. Making sure a dictator doesn't get in office is also a responsibility of yours. And that's where I go, uh, yeah, you're right. I am split at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm not undecided in like, a, well, I could go Trump or like yeah, Trump yeah. is so far out of the question and I don't know how many times I have to say like that. Like Ken Bone. Yeah, <laughs> who I guess... I guess out of his AMA, um, the words Trayvon Martin's death was justified <laughs> came out of. So he went from this like nerdy darling to like, oh, we should like do an about face with yeah. Ken Bone. When I heard about Ken Bone, I was like, wait, he's undecided. Like, why? Like, what are you he, undecided he's about? He's still considering Trump? Yeah. Like, that's. Yeah. No. Like, but uh, I feel like if you're saying undecided, you have to almost say like, I am voting. I, I don't know whether to vote Democrat or to vote Libertarian or to vote Green. Like, there has to be like, if you're still voting mm. Trump, then my God, um, what? Yeah, what do you, what do you think? Because uh, I'm not. I'm really not trying to sway anyone. If anything, I'm almost trying to say. I I want to live in a world where because I, I know Jill's not going to win. Mm. I want to live in the world where... You can vote who you want to vote for. I I can vote for who I want to vote for. And and if Hillary is meant to win, I'm not going to be like, you're an idiot because you voted for Hillary. Just don't be surprised if I go, I swear to God, if she thrusts us in another war, I'm going to flip fucking shit. Especially if that happens close to an election the next time she's running. Mm -hmm. Because that's how Bush, I think, got elected the second time is we were still fucking stuck in a war. You know what I mean? We we're still yeah. stuck, and we didn't want to switch. We didn't want to. We didn't want somebody else at the wheel. We wanted him to finish his way. So, what do you, what do you think? I think it's rough. Uh, I don't know. It's hard, but also, I'm sorry. We kind of also have to go. We have to leave. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think we'd go this long. Yeah, I know. I yeah. brought up. I I open up probably the biggest can of worms. Like comics aside, like there's like, a big thing that's gonna be <sighs> determining. <laughs> uh. But yeah, I think I don't know. It's rough because I I get what you're saying. I want to vote for who I want to vote for, but it's also the fear of like I don't know if uh, well here voting whoever I want. How about this? I promise to to all of you, I was not trying to enrage anyone. I'm simply Mm -hmm. trying to articulate what is what is happening in me. Yeah, because I have to imagine, even if you're not planning on voting, in a way, everyone's at ends with like how they should go about it. 
even like Republicans yeah. are like, I, th- I don't want to vote Trump, but like, but you know, they're asking these things. So you, you think about, cause I do want to hear your thought. And in the same way that I went away for only like two weeks and thought something completely different, maybe we'll start at the beginning yeah. of the next one and you can just share your thoughts and then we'll just go back to comics <laughs> as usual. Yeah. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Um, check out the titles that we talked about. Um, get ready for Kamikaze, yeah. which is coming, and just reflect on the current state of things and search your soul. And if you want to tell me to search mine, go right ahead. I'm fine by it. Um, but thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for picking us up. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at Meltcast. We occasionally tweet some things. And while you're at it, follow at Meltdown Comics. They're awesome, and you can keep up with all of their sales and events. They happen every day. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.